Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Stall. 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 Bathroom stall? Call who for a good time? Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Okay. There. Yeah, fine, thanks, yeah. yeah. Just had an accident before we started. It's not so much an accident, um, more just a slight injury, yeah. Do you want to describe the injury to the adrift listener? I had a little the t- drifters? A little touch of hair hurt. Hair hurt, you say? Yeah, my hair had been squashed in a certain position while wearing a hat, and I took the hat off, and I tried to push my hair the other way, and the roots weren't happy, and they hurt. And is it all over now? It's a bit sore, but I'm okay. I, I miss the hat, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> You look so festive. Oh. Let me tell you something. The hat you've chosen to wear, mm. I think there is a fine line with that type of hat yeah. uh, between looking festive yeah. and looking like a simpleton. You know, sort of Benny from Crossroads-ish. Okay. And I think you are on the right side of the line. Thank God for that. You you look like uh, like the film Love Actually. You look like the film Love Actually in human form, all of it. I've been wearing it since October. I didn't realise it was festive. I think so. You, you're wearing quite... So, so none of your... Clothing has Christmas sort of insignias, logos. <laughs> There's no Christmas paraphernalia, no. but the, you're sort of wearing quite a festive woolly jumper, right? And and the hat in in concert mm. with the jumper okay. was giving an impression of it's the look the little Christmas elf has come to my house. <laughs> okay, even though there's nothing specifically Christmassy about either of them. No, no. Do you see what I mean? No, you, no, no, no. no. <laughs> you want me to explain further? <laughs> no, no, I see. So I'm not sure that anybody else does. <laughs> Just let's be clear. I wasn't wearing anything with snowflakes, Father Christmas, reindeers, anything like that. No, no. But like, I'm looking at that jumper now, mm. and I could easily imagine somebody herding reindeer whilst wearing that ah, jumper. Okay, right, mm. right. And similarly, the the hat you were wearing, mm. if a caroler came to my door... Ah, uh, the bobble. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so there you go. That That's the overall effect that you're giving. Mm-mm. And I liked it. Okay. I was a fan. You like my Christmas tree? Do I like it? Yeah. I told you I loved it. I know. I'm just worried it's a bit oppressive. <laughs> what, why do you think it's oppressive? What do I, you mean? I just wonder if it's too large for the room, really. Is it touching the ceiling? No. It's not touching the ceiling, but no. I think if you're touching sit- the walls, no. No, but if you're on the sofa, it's probably touching you at some stage, <laughs> depending on whereabouts on the sofa you are. Right. It's a bit like Day of the Triffids. It's ha- like the, the plant is beginning, beginning to take over. 
What was your experience in choosing it? Were there some, was it that you saw that one first and then felt guilty for not taking it? That's what we did last year. Right. And then this year I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to find the fullest, biggest tree I can. Oh, okay. Right. And and, and I, I wonder if it's a little too full and a little too big for mm. my mm. modest front room. Okay. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, have you noticed anything different about me? Your voice is a bit croaky. It is. That's not the thing. But thank you for noticing. Still struggling with a mild cold. Mm. Nope. Apart from that, no. You see me every week? We see each other at least once a week? Not noticed <laughs> anything different? I have just noticed that you're, you've got one pair of glasses on your face and then one around your neck on a... An, and, and the pair, the glasses uh, that I'm on a cord, they on a call cord. It. I was going to say lanyard, but yeah, cord. So the glasses I'm wearing on my face aren't my usual glasses. I'm wearing square glasses and I usually wear little roundy ones. No, I know. It's quite something. Wow. Um, so I sat on my glasses at the weekend. Oh, Jeff. Schoolboy mm, era. Yeah. So, and they're my very focals. No, okay. Yeah. So now I have been walking around <laughs> wearing my spare glasses yeah. on my head most of the time and then my reading glasses uh, on a cord around my neck, my spare reading glasses, if I need them. I was going to ask, where do the other ones go? They go on your head, do they? Yeah, so, so sometimes I put them up on my head like that as well. That's quite the look. My wife cannot get enough of me at the moment. Our <laughs> marriage has become very sexual after these years. I think it's a real turn on for any lady. Sure. I'm surprised that even though I think believe we have the most platonic mm. of friendships, you know, I'm surprised... You know, there's no attraction coming off you. If you are, I, th- I imagine you're probably <laughs> suppressing it. It shows how quite platonic it is that it's doing nothing for me. But really, yeah, there's nothing there. But yeah, the cord, the ones on your head, <laughs> the two at once. It's wow. It's quite something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know how, um, you know, common outfits that a gentleman might like or find sexy. Fancy dress costumes might be a French maid. Mm-hmm. Or a certain type of nurse, right? Yeah, stereotypically so. Yeah, yeah. An equal stereotype for a for a lady might be a middle aged gentleman with two pairs of glasses, <laughs> one on a cord. Oh, it's an Anne Summers outfit, I'm sure. <laughs> I've said this before, I, I think, but I'm always surprised that Anne Summers, the uh, the, I'm trying to think if we've got any listeners who aren't from the UK, how would you explain it? It's kind of it's a saucy shop, isn't it? It is, but it's, it's not dirty. It's just saucy. It's an emporium of erotica. Mm-hmm. Saucy. It's mm-hmm. almost like a carry-on film made into a shop. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm I, I'm surprised that they don't sell like latex milkman costumes. <laughs> latex. Yeah, because a milkman's a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, window cleaner. Yeah, and of yeah. course, you know, we know that latex makes everything just that little bit sexier. Hmm. Yeah. Have I ever told that story about when? The bosses at Virgin Radio tried to get me and Pete to dress in latex suits for a... I say tried to. I mean, I think they, they eventually got us to. They had them made, didn't yeah. they? And then they photographed them and you couldn't tell they were latex in the picture and they, they cost like a £1,000 or something? It was so weird. So what happened was, I don't know if this is an interesting story or not, but the the boss at the time, his his busy mate who worked in the marketing department had had been to some kind of club where people wore a lot of latex. I leave you to fill in the blank of what type of mm. club that might be. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, that's certainly what I did. Yeah, without asking the question, and and whilst at one of these um, particular club nights, he'd met a couple who designed latex costumes, mm. and they must have got talking to him. Think, oh, here's a man in charge of a marketing budget, <laughs> and they had p- persuaded him that the next big thing mm. in in fashion and design and was going to be latex suits. How? 
how was it ever going to be the next big thing? I know. It was never going to be the next yeah. big thing. So we got called into this meeting, so we want to do a photo shoot with you. You're going to be wearing latex suits. And straight away I'm saying, this this sounds very fetishy to me. I don't mm. think this this is it. I don't want to be wearing a latex suit. You know, I'm imagining a zip that goes over, <laughs> over my face. Not like Zippy from Rainbow, <laughs> the other way. Right, yeah. And they say, no, no, they're going to be just like normal suits. You're not going to be tell, able to tell they're latex then in the pictures. Then what's the point? So, so why are you making me wear a latex suit then? Mm. So, because it's going to be the next big trend. Oh, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not a follower of fashion, mm. but I was fairly sure it wasn't going to be the next big trend. Mm. So I phoned up the editor of GQ magazine. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Just to say, I know this sounds insane. <laughs> But can you tell me, is latex, to the best of your knowledge, going to be the next big thing mm. in men's fashion? Yeah. He said, no, absolutely not. He said, no, it's distressed cuffs. It was always distressed cuffs, <laughs> wasn't it? Do you remember? Cuffs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he used to come and do a thing on the show and you'd always ask him what the, what the big thing was and he'd always say, distressed cuffs. <laughs> Which isn't that like your cuffs are a bit worn out? Yes, yes, yes. Sounds like an excuse for not buying a new shirt. <sighs> anyway, so I went back with my um, my dossier of evidence that latex wasn't going to become the best. Next <laughs> dossier. And, and they still forced us to to photo shoot in latex. And did the pictures and yeah, you couldn't tell they were latex. Yeah. So. Although they got all the DJs to do latex pictures and, and a few of them did look like they'd just wandered oh off. Um, I was going to say the set of The Matrix, but <laughs> it didn't look as good as that. And have you still got the latex suit? Because you can get the latex glasses made and that's, <laughs> that is your outfit done. <laughs> Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Everything that you always wanted in a friend that was with you all the time, anytime. Right now. Happening. Right now. Please share your story with us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. If you've got any story about uh, going along with a harebrained scheme by your boss, just out of awkwardness, yeah, uh, or having to compile a dossier, <laughs> or just any of the usual topics. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. First one's from Imperial Lordmaster Mark. My 18-year-old daughter, Ellie, recently admitted to a meek revenge. Possibly the meekest revenge ever. Occasionally, Ellie will hang out the washing for us when she is around during the summer. Little did we know that she was reserving her least favourite pegs, the oldest wooden ones, for the clothes belonging to the family member who had most recently irked her. (laughs) I imagine the satisfaction of walking back into the house, unbeknownst to the rest of the family, having completed the perfect revenge and thinking, ha, the grotty pegs are all on my brother's stuff, must have been delightful to her. Eventually, the pleasure was too much and she shared this little practice with us, which sadly lowered the intrinsic meekness of the revenge. Meek revenge. I'd forgotten about that topic. That is always a great one. Yeah, I'd love to hear more on that. Yeah. And this one is from Andy. And he says, this story isn't a single incident. I'm calling it my weekend adrift or alternatively, what the hell is wrong with me? My dad was about to return 80. To celebrate this milestone, he invited his immediate family to gather in Bath, where a game of crazy golf was suggested. Who's in? My 15-year-old son, with none of the patience required for any golf involving anthills and windmills, an octogenarian who has all the coordination of Jack Douglas from the Carry On films, if you're too young to know who he is, look him up on YouTube, and a 50-year-old with MS, that's me. This was going to be a high-quality game. (laughs) As it turned out, we did all right, with everyone hitting a few twos and even the odd hole-in-one. I have to confess, it got a little competitive. Just to underline, this was crazy golf, not that kids game that Tiger Woods plays. (laughs) This was serious. 
And when it got to the last hole, I was two shots ahead of my son with my dad only one more shot behind. I've been cool as a cucumber up to this point. This, though, was the crucial final hole. I just had to hold it together. I didn't even need to be that good. I could afford to drop a shot and still win. My destiny, the cup and winner's check I'd conjured up in my mind were as good as mine. My dad took his turn first, a commendable three. My son next, also three. This should be easy. I only had to hit a four. I'd only hit one four the whole 18 holes, everything else below. But now my opponents were looking at me, waiting to see if I had what it takes. The crowd, I was now imagining, (laughs) to go along with the cup and winner's check were also staring at me. A hush, also imagined, had descended on the course as I took my opening shot. My right armpit began to sweat. Was that a tremor in my left hand? Was this the yips I'd heard about? (laughs) I pulled the club back and topped the ball like I was about to tuck into a boiled egg. It bobbed a few feet and came to rest by the curb. How was I going to get it in the drain pipe from there? My pain was not eased by my son nearly falling over from laughing so much (laughs) and my dad, in rather more understated manner, saying, oops, (laughs) I would show them, watch this. What they actually witnessed was the increasingly desperate attempts of a middle-aged man to win a game of crazy golf that resulted in him shooting a seven. A seven! Not only had I not won, I managed to come last. All because my brain has suddenly remembered I'm a certified drifter. What the hell is wrong with me? (laughs) If this was a 70s sitcom, I would have snapped my club across my thigh before handing it back to the kiosk guy. But as it was, I did nothing more than arrive at the park cafe in a really bad mood. We met up with the rest of the party there, but there was no table free inside with seats for seven people. There was one, however, on the balcony. It was just about warm enough to sit outside, so we headed to the free table whilst keeping an eye on the tables inside, waiting for one to become vacant. When we took our seats, I was conscious the whole time that it was a bit cold, especially if you're into your ninth decade like my mum and dad. But we did have some hot tea and coffee to keep us warm, as well as some delicious cake. It wasn't long anyway till the table inside became free. My eagle-eyed wife spotted it and was off like a heat-seeking missile to claim it. My son was off too, managing to locate the table despite never taking his eyes off his phone. I loaded all our pots onto our tray and my mum and dad asked if I needed a hand carrying it. I declined, not wanting to put the burden onto them at their age. Picking up the tray while holding a walking stick was tricky though and I had to get through a glass door too. Fortunately, help was at hand. A teenage waiter of about 17 appeared and offered to take the tray from me. I was slightly embarrassed that I probably needed the assistance of this youth. I suppose I have an excuse, what with the MS, but I wish I didn't have to rely on people like this. I could probably have managed it and I like to maintain as much independence as possible, but my balance isn't great. And without his help, this might turn into the cheat job equivalent of that scene in Borat the movie when he destroys half an antique store with his clumsiness. Again, YouTube, very funny. But in an instant, social anxiety had reared its head once again. Without it, I might have said, many thanks, we're just moving to the table over there because it's a bit cold here. If you can bring it over, that'd be great. Adrift in this cruel world, what I actually did was mumble, ta, and go and join my family. I sat down, ready to enjoy the rest of my lovely tea and cake. Hang on, I thought, where is the waiter going? Why is he taking our tray with everything on it over to the counter? Why is he now behind the counter and unloading everything from the tray? What did you say to him? Asked my wife, tight of lip. (laughs) I said we were coming over here. Can you bring it over? I lied. However, her expression was clearly saying, you need to sort this out. 
I did the walk of shame and managed to intercept the teenage waiter before we started tipping our drinks down the sink. <laughs> I mumbled an explanation. He mumbled an apology. Only one of us was of an age where social awkwardness is still to be expected. I took the restock <laughs> tray back to my family with one thought in my head. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. I, I very much enjoy the modest daydream aspect of the oh, golf. Yeah. You know, you know, just you're doing something pretty mundane mm. and you're you're imagining what life could be but it still is you playing crazy golf yeah yeah only with crowds there <laughs> i think that could be a good if you've got any stories on the little modest daydreams that you have mm, mm. um you know not ones about being on top of the pops but you know maybe one about getting a big triumphant round of applause at a local pub karaoke night something you would never do <laughs> but it's just about within touching distance yeah and uh, i'm very th- I'm, as i said before i'm thrilled to have the subject of meek revenge mm-hmm. reintroduced yeah. so if you have stories for us about your own social ineptitude anything on either of those two subjects then uh, or, or the rest uh, you can email us it's hello at adriftpodcast.com this is warm and friendly and you like it and that's why you're here you were the one that pressed play after all with your thumb adrift with jeff lloyd and annabelle Port. you have a lovely thumb humble why don't you give us uh, another way in which you're not a fully functioning adult part 42 extreme people pleasing now this is an extreme art example but what makes me feel better is that both me and my boyfriend are guilty of it so i basically feel less alone and a bit less pathetic in sharing this this is interesting because i think of you as as a people pleaser in a certain way i don't Mm. think of him as a people pleaser at all we're going to learn more about him now fascinating so last week we bought online a new mattress i mentioned before that tom has got a bad back and the mattress was old and not helping matters at all so we bought a new one we bought it last week and we were told it was arriving on friday on friday morning we've got another email saying it was out for delivery with the courier i'm going to call the courier company rocket because that's a good name for a company yes yeah <laughs> and we realize that this means we now have to get rid of our old mattress you know it's quite a big item mm. obviously you can't just bin it and i try in life not to be like that man who emailed in to the old radio show and said that he bought a new sofa and couldn't be bothered to get rid of the old one so he just upended it next to the new one <laughs> and left it there for years I think about that all the time and I really always try not to reach that low. So it wasn't an option just to put the new mattress on top of the old one and there was nowhere else to put it in the flat. So ideally, we did need to get rid of it that day. So Tom put the old mattress on Facebook Marketplace just for free and had a message almost immediately from someone who could pick it up that afternoon, which is great. And I realised it was probably going to be the same situation as when we gave away recently our spare room bed on Facebook Marketplace. It's not someone who actually needs the mattress for themselves. They don't ask any questions about it at all. They turn up in a big van, cart it off, probably to sell it. They're basically a modern day rag and bone man. And I'd feel a bit better giving it to charity. And we did try that first, but they couldn't come pick it up till next week. Justify myself. <laughs> anyway, the old mattress man is coming in the afternoon at about 1pm, knock on the door It's the delivery driver from Rocket. Great. And he's got a package. Hooray. For the guy who lives upstairs that he wants us to take for him. And we ask where ours is. And he says, oh, yeah, um, I had too much on the van. So a subcontractor took some more parcels. But the the subcontractor will be come today, won't he? We ask a bit nervously. And the guy says, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, these subcontractors aren't great. I won't lie. But, you know, I'm sure it'll be okay." 
And everything in his voice tells me it won't be okay. <laughs> and I'm doing a bit of Googling about this rocket delivery company and they do not have great reviews. And they also don't deliver over the weekend and it's Friday. So if the mattress doesn't come today, we won't get it until Monday. Now, it's at this point that Tom gets a message from the Facebook marketplace man saying he's on his way and he'll be there in 15 minutes. So the right and normal thing to do now is message straight back and say, stop, don't come, come on Monday. But because he's on his way, and maybe he wasn't a rag and bone man, maybe he really needed the mattress today, like for his kids to sleep on or an elderly relative. Like we didn't want to annoy him. So we just let him come and take our mattress away in a big van, of course, with barely a glance at it. Definitely a rag and bone man. And then we just wait for the new mattress and we wait and we wait. And of course it doesn't come. And so for the next three nights, we had to sleep on the bare slats of our bed. (laughs) I was slightly better off as I got out of my two-year-old son travel cot mattress, which is half the size of me and just five centimetres deep, but I just really curled up into a (laughs) tiny ball. Tom had to lie on two sleeping bags, a spare duvet and a blanket for three nights just because we didn't want to let down a man that we'd never met before in our life. (laughs) Pathetic. Madrid. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. If you get close enough, you can taste the freshness. We are hurtling towards the end of the year. It's uh, the 10th of December as we record this. It'll be the 11th when it comes out. Then it'll be Lucia a couple of days after that. (laughs) What? You're going to point out all the different things even lead up to Christmas. (laughs) Anyway, the, the point being that for our Patreon supporters Mm. and if you do support us on patreon thank you so much um we will be recording our annual christmas video yes so this is me and annabelle sitting in front of my christmas tree which has previously discussed well yeah you can judge whether you think it's oppressive or not in the video exactly Mm. yeah 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 um and what do we do do we sort of just have a chat we answer questions yeah we're going to do q a aren't we so we need some questions so we'll get a big tin of I don't know what it'll be. Roses, Quality Street, Ooh, a full one. You can pull some crackers. <laughs> yeah. But if you uh, if you have uh, anything you would like to ask us for Christmas, this won't be on the podcast. This will just be this special video, which is available to you if you support us on Patreon. Mm. Um, and you know, we we will answer any question. It can be a question about us. Uh, but similarly, if you have a question from life, a bit like Quandary Corner, mm. but not limited to um, sort of questions about social interactions anything will answer be, anything and, and, and i think they call it an ama don't they yeah ask me anything mm. um or an aqa any questions answered yep do you remember that thing no <laughs> so this was before people had the internet on their phones oh yes yes i do remember you could send <gasps> a question you know by so, text message by text message yes. and it could be about anything it could be like how tall is the eiffel tower or it could be. Um, yes, yes. Should I? Should I? Uh, should I make? Should I make a pass at my secretary? <laughs> I don't know why wow. Which, a to which I hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to which I very much hope you know mm. the answer would come back. No, it's inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it could be AQA any question answered, mm. and you would get a text message back with the answer on it. The internet really killed that, didn't it? It was amazing while it happened. You're like, yeah. how does this work? And then my ex-girlfriend, do you remember this? Yeah, yeah. She got a job working for them. Yeah. And basically it was anybody with an internet connection, mm. you could log on and the questions would come up and you'd get paid like 50p for every question that you answered or something. Yeah, yeah. But it was just people in their houses Googling stuff and then sending it back. 
back as a text message. Amazing. It really does sound so old-fashioned <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and clunky and long-winded. Uh, but it, it, sounds, was, it sounds as old-fashioned as like taping the charts with the radio. Yeah, it does, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was just before people started having um, the internet on most of... Because I remember there being a thing called WAP mobile phones. Oh, yeah. WAP, what was that? I don't know. A what WAP did, phone. It standed for... No, I didn't know. It standed for... It standed for... <laughs> What did what did it stand in for? <laughs> do you think I'm breaking down? I, I mean, I do stuff like that all the time. <laughs> I'm breaking language down. is leaving me. Yeah, I'm yeah. absolutely breaking down. I don't even know what it standed for. Like, why? I think I thought it would come to me as I was saying standard yeah, for. Yeah, no. That's why I said standard instead of Maybe standard. you are a little bit broken. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember people using AQA in pub quizzes? And like, yes. No one use AQA, AQA please. <laughs> anyway, what was what was WAP again? I can't remember. All oh, right, right. Let's leave it then. Yeah. Um, it definitely standed for something. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, basically, we'll answer any questions yeah. on a special video for Patreon supporters. So should people email them to us? Yeah, they should, shouldn't they? Yeah, that's definitely what you should do. What's our email address, Jeff? Our email address <laughs> is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Exactly. I do get a lot of, I say a lot, I do get the occasional tweet from somebody saying, can you tell me the email address? And mm. I just think, why don't you just rewind the podcast to the bit where I say it? Yeah, it's a bit of a hassle though, isn't it? Trying to find the it's right It's a bit of a hassle for me. Like, I've to <laughs> find the at sign on my keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, as as Annabelle says, uh, email is uh, hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Computer sounds are awesome. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Adrift. Uh, a couple of quick things. One is uh, a little tradition that we've established in our household. Um... Every year we get a Christmas tree and then once it's in the house, we go as a family. It used to just be me and my wife, but now we go as a family, the three of us, to Liberty Department Store. That's a nice department store, isn't it? Beautiful, yeah. You used to work right by it, didn't we? We did, yeah. It's sort of rendered in mock Tudor. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I love a bit of mock Tudor. Do you? Yeah. I wish they wouldn't call it mock Tudor. Well, but that differentiates itself from like I don't know. Real it just sort of cheapens it a little bit. Why can't you call it Tudorish? Oh yeah, Tudoresque. Yeah, or Tudor effect. Yeah, any yeah, of right. these Mock. these things. Mock yeah. feels bad, doesn't yeah, it? it does. Right. Okay. Anyway, um, so so we go there because they have the most beautiful Christmas department. And here's what we do: we each pick out a bauble, oh. and then we bring it home and hang it on the tree. Doesn't That's that? Nice. Set, aren't you thinking? What a lovely Christmassy family. Yeah, I, I am thinking that. Thinking, I wish I was part of that family. Yeah. It's probably what you're thinking too, Drifters. But oh. I mean, I'll be honest, the last couple of years since Jean's been around, it, it's it's ended up in some kind of meltdown <laughs> right. because the shop is too busy. Mm. He's an impatient toddler. Mm-hmm. Like we're always worried he's going to break. So, and so, so. Right. Anyway, yeah. but um, this, this year he picked out a bauble in the shape of a dog. Oh, okay. I mean, not as tasteful as I would have liked, but... <laughs> but 
<laughs> right, okay. Uh, you know, I, I, the, the deal is you get to pick a bauble. So he picks this bauble mm. and then I become responsible for paying for it and queuing up because he has no patience for being in queues. Right. Neither really does my wife, so it falls to me. Okay. So I get to the front of the queue and uh, there's a, a young woman serving me and she says, oh, I love this one. I said, oh, yeah, it's nice, isn't it? She said, I just, I just love dogs. I said, oh, right. I said, have you got a dog? She says, yes, I have. I said, what sort of a dog is it? And it's a cross between something and something else. And then I say, oh, right, and, and what's your dog called? And she says, Jeff. No. You know what I should have done? Oh, God, yeah. Nothing. Right. What did you do? I said, my name's Jeff. Well, how could you not? And then it was... It, just the, it had been this lovely festive transaction. Yeah, yeah. She's wearing a Santa hat. My son's picked out a bauble. We're talking about dogs. It's going great. And then I think she found it in some way embarrassing that she'd named a dog, what she clearly <laughs> thought was a, a humorous name. <laughs> right, okay. Because if, you, if you're giving your dog yeah, yeah, a human name, yeah, there's yeah. some element of it being a novelty or a bit of a punchline. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. And and I lacked the social competency to to make her feel better about herself or, mm. you know, make light of it. So it was just a long time then while she was wrapping those baubles up. I bet, I bet, yeah. Sometimes it is better to stay silent. Yes. There's a, there's a playgroup I go to when a mother there has three children. Her children's names are Annabelle, Emily and Tom. My name's Annabelle Emily. My boyfriend's name is Tom. How I resist the urge to go, oh, my name's Annabelle Emily, my boyfriend's, because I know if I do, it'll just be like awkward and she'll be <laughs> like, oh, okay. See, then this is why you are slightly better <laughs> at moving through life than I am. Uh, yeah. uh, so that was the first thing that I was going to tell you about. The second thing is we have a new cleaner. Another one, really? Yeah, okay. we're really getting through them. Yeah, what's going on there? <laughs> It's a whole other story. All right, another time. Uh, But this one seems great. She's called Karina the Cleaner. Great name. I mean, she's called Karina. And then in my head, I call her Karina the Cleaner. Of course you do, yeah. I wouldn't call her that to her face. No, no, no. (laughs) Good. Okay. Anyway, so as previously mentioned, I broke my glasses this week. Mm. So I've been... The reason I ended up buying a cord to wear my reading glasses around my neck is I was struggling to, to find them. Right. So I'm sort of rattling around the house. She's here and I'm looking for my glasses. I'm like, oh, I can't find my, my glasses anywhere. And she says, oh, I, I've, I've seen seen your glasses. I've seen them. Let me help you. So she um, she takes me into the kitchen mm. and our dining table has a lift up bit where you can keep stuff on the inside. Right. And she says, here they are. And sure enough, she pulls out a glasses case mm. with some glasses in it. Right. Straight away, I know these aren't my glasses. Okay. These are some of Sarah's glasses. Oh, okay. Right. But I don't want to say that. Oh, no, because she's all happy to have helped you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, Karina, that's so great. Thank you so much. And then I put these glasses that I can't see through (laughs) on (laughs) and fail to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just have to then wait for her to go into a different room (laughs) before I can begin the business of looking for my actual glasses. So I wore glasses that weren't mine just so as not to hurt her, just not even hurt her feelings, yeah, yeah. but just so that we could have this shared moment of excitement <laughs> where she proudly has found my glasses. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Now that you're listening, it's happening. Do you know it? Do you like it? When will you be here in the future? I will be here in the future. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. All right, Annabelle, time for Problematic at the Glap Clinic in... Uh, oh, I've done it the wrong way around, haven't I? Don't do it's, it the wrong it's, way it's, around. It's Quandry Corner in the Glap Clinic in Problematic. Okay, number one, from Alex. 
I have a query for you. I don't think you've covered anything similar before, but sorry if you have. Unlike, I imagine, most of the other drifters, I'm quite fond of football. This is based entirely on the fact that neither of you are. (laughs) A few months ago, I took an opportunity to see my team, Leicester, play. My friend was able to get tickets for a match in Brighton. I drove to his house, then we moved on to a train station for the free journey to Brighton. We stopped at a shop to get a sandwich, and my friend started talking to two other men that I didn't know. I was not introduced at any point. Further into their conversation, I realised that the men were my friend's father and brother with whom we were continuing the journey. It felt too late to introduce myself, so I just dawdled (laughs) behind them. Not apart, but not with. Thankfully, our seats at the stadium were apart from the other two and we were separated for the journey back. Leicester also won. But what should I have done when I realised who my friend was speaking to? I'm going to another match next month and I don't want any more awkwardness. So do you have any advice for how I should handle this? Well, clearly, um, what you should do next time round is support principal. Just pretend like it never, like they know who you are already, that you uh, already know who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. You don't feel that he should have to introduce himself. I think that's the friend's responsibility. I think that. So the whole time I was thinking, this isn't your yeah, fault. No, it's your friend's your friend fault. Should, it's like your friend's forgotten your name. Yeah. And your friend is, for some reason, not introduced to his father and his brother. Yeah, it's, it's... And also not mentioning beforehand that he was going to be meeting up with his dad and his brother, I find a bit weird. It's very odd, this. Yeah. But, see, the, the, I feel the, the only thing is I don't know about football etiquette. Oh, uh, you think this is a football etiquette I question? don't know. Mm. I mean, don't, maybe you don't, you know, because am, am I right in thinking that sort of after a, a, a soccer game, <laughs> like it descends into hooliganism and you go and smash stuff up and no. set stuff on fire and get in brawls? Maybe about, it's good not no. to know people's <laughs> names before you do that. Oh, right. So that so when, when the, uh, the when the cops start asking yeah. questions. Yeah, you can't grasp them. Exactly, out. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're talking about a very tiny minority. Right. Tiny, tiny minority. In the 70s. In the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think that would apply, especially okay. not to these people. Right. Um, so I just feel, I'm at my loss what to say because I feel it's just, it's just none of it's your responsibility. No, it's the friend. I wish our friend had emailed in and said, what should I do? I would like the other side of the story. I mean, would you be comfortable broaching the subject with your friend and trying to get their perspective on this? Yeah. Say, oh, by the way, it's a bit weird that you introduced me. Like, yeah. embarrassed about me or... And then... Just to like then carry on and never and not be mentioned at all, and then carry on walking, and he's sort of walking a bit behind, and his friend never saying, "Oh, like bring him into the conversation." It's yeah. I feel there's missing information here. Maybe this is a football thing. Maybe we're ill qualified to deal with this question. But in terms of introducing people, hmm. what what are the rules there? Like, obviously, you should do it if you don't know their name. You don't do it. <laughs> yeah. So so I am because of my thing with faces. Hmm. With myself, I, I am always trying to jump in to introduce myself just in case somebody else feels as awkward as I do. Uh, okay. So, I, I, so I've said before that a little system that we have, me and my wife, my wife and I, is, uh, is, is um, that if somebody comes over and starts talking to me, straight away she sticks a hand out and says, hi, I'm Sarah. Mm-hmm. If she mm-hmm. hasn't, so that I don't have to introduce uh, them, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that is quite a good thing to do socially, anyway, mm, mm. Uh, to, to, to take the uncomfortable, uh, to take that possibility, yeah, away that they might not. What if you're not with your wife? Say, for example, you're with me, and I wasn't aware of this system, and we go up to two people, and it's 
it's correct for you to introduce me, but you can't remember their names. What do you do then? Just leave it. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the worst. I hate it. And then that's yeah. part of the that is part of my social awkwardness is about that. And I, right. Yeah. Just that fear. Yeah. Okay. One more question about this topic. Um, when you see somebody and you're you're not sure if you've met them before, do you pretend that you have or you haven't? Do you say, "Oh, hello, I'm Jeff. Nice to meet you." Or do you? Or do you like? What do you do? I would say good to see you and they say uh. I don't think we've met before and then I straight away say no I didn't think so either but I just wanted in case out of politeness. Do you hate it when you when you say to someone oh we haven't met before and they say oh no no I think we have. Do you think Awful. That's, I think that's really along. rude. Yeah, they yeah, play along, yeah, yeah, they? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Got a lot sorted there. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next one then. This is from Sean. People are very touchy about being forgotten. Right. Do you not find yeah, that? I, yeah. I just assume that I'm forgettable. Yeah, yeah. I just think, why would anybody remember me? Yeah, yeah. So I'm never offended if somebody says, nice to meet you. <laughs> no, me neither. Because, yeah, and, and yet a lot of people, you know, they'll sit there and go, he's met me nine times and he never remembers. So that's well, why I don't care. Don't that's care. why somebody will go, oh, no, we have met before. We've yeah, met, yeah, like, yeah. Like, so they're a bit indignant about yes. it uh, because you're supposed to go, just say nothing. Exactly. Mm, okay. Okay, this is a train one from Sean. I am sat on a train from London to Perth and it is packed. Of course, there are loads of people leaving their suitcases in that little rack between the carriages and it's mental and the luggage is overflowing. I managed to do a little suitcase feng shui and baggage Tetris to organise the chaos and create a gap for mine and my partner's cases. All the while, there is a guy behind me watching me bring some order to rack and as I turn to grab our cases, he puts his suitcase in the what? gap I have just created and walks down the carriage. What are the rules for dealing with this retrobate? I let out a low volume. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I went about my task of creating another new space for our luggage. Oh, what do you do about people like this? What do you do? I would have been tempted to put his suitcase on the floor. Oh, yeah. Not so he could see and, you, and know it was you. You wouldn't be confrontational about it. No. He waits till he walks off, back yeah. to you, then take his arm. Yeah, yeah, in. yeah, yeah. But then somebody who hadn't been paying close attention might think that you'd just taken his suit, taken uh, an innocent stranger's suitcase away. And they'll judge you. Yeah. I mean, I always feel slightly uncomfortable with the suitcase Tetris thing anyway, because I think people don't like you touching their things, and I feel uncomfortable doing it. Yeah, but I don't care. I don't, I don't care if somebody wants to do that to my bag, as long as it's still easily accessible to me. Yeah. I don't care. But some people get really touchy just if you move their bag. Mm. But it's not your fault if they positioned it poorly. <laughs> They've not left the optimal amount of space. Yeah, yeah. It's tricky. So, so apart from just taking theirs out, are we just going to go with the passive aggressive? That's the way to do it. Well, as my friend John always says, passive aggressive is the best kind of aggressive. Yeah, true. I mean, passive anything, really. So I think Sean really did the right thing there. Okay. And that was this week's podcast. Um, I'm losing my voice a little bit, so I'm not going to run through all the names like I usually do. I will say that if you um, have anything to send us, do it through the email, hello at driftpodcast.com. And if you would like to ask us a question for the Patreon video, you have to be a Patreon supporter to to watch it. Go to patreon.com stroke adrift. And I think I'm just going to go downstairs, fill a hot water bottle and maybe watch an old film. 
I might watch The Day the Earth Standed Still. <laughs> Drift. Um, okay, let's have a look at this uh, podication then. Comes from Emma, who says, Hi there. Hi there. Hi there. I would like to request a podication for my husband, Liam. Uh, we were both big fans of your radio show, and since that sad day you left our airwaves, uh, I was listening to Podcast Weekly. At the time, Lee was studying for his chartered accountancy qualification, so all his free time was spent on that. Since finishing the exam part of that qualification, he asked if we could listen to the podcast together, which means that I haven't been up to date all year. But it does let us debate who is the biggest drifter. Mm-hmm. Lee does not enjoy conversations with strangers and is currently relating uh, to the awkward conversation stories at the Barbers, July, August. Uh, What you should talk about. Why was the barber more chatty with the previous customer? Should he mention that they forgot to tidy up his sideburns, etc.? He has now purchased some clippers for home. (laughs) See, however bad those interactions get, you know, I, 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 I still don't really entertain the thought of doing it myself okay yeah so i think a i'd be bad at it two i'd need to clear up the shavings right right i have to say that i've entered the world of the barbers recently having now i've got a son i have to take him to have his hair done and i think it's an absolutely terrible system i think in fact i'm what scissors i mean everything no no the whole the whole no appointment thing that men do yeah Make an appointment yeah, like women do. I What's, agree. Why I agree. Can't you make I agree. appointments? I like a plan. I can't bear it. And also, I'm fairly convinced that at least one of the people there was deliberately going slowly because they'd worked out that I, uh, me and my son would have been next and didn't want to cut his hair. I bet that's right. So I had to wait for ages because they, they right. were going slowly and waiting for someone else. To, I'm sure that happens all the time. Let me ask you a question. How often are you getting your kid's hair cut? Mm, like every few months. Grows I think had it done once. In his life? Yeah. Why is it not like out of the trees then? Well, well have you seen it? I mean, it <laughs> it's sort of is. Okay. As I've said before, it's very oh. Art Garfunkel. Wow. Sarah sometimes has at it with a pair of scissors. Oh, okay, no, no, okay. well, she doesn't cut it. She just sees a bit she doesn't like or she thinks it's getting too unruly. And she just snips it, that bit off. So I'm guessing his hair doesn't grow in down into his, his hair grows up, not into his eyes. Oh, very much up, yeah. Uh, so Rudy's hair grows yeah. into his eyes. That's why I had to have it cut. No, it's yeah. very much put your hair up in oh, the air. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where are we up to with this? It's hard to get that on my chest, sorry. No, no, no. I've recently learned it's a very, learned it's very bad system. It's very interesting. Mm. You don't think there's something wrong with my son, do you? That his hair just <laughs> grow, defies gravity. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm jealous. Uh, whereas my need to be liked and my inability to say no means we are currently signed up to a charity lottery thing as I got caught when walking into Sainsbury's rather than being Patreon supporters. We are dutifully <laughs> waiting for a suitable time when we will switch over. <laughs> well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, the charity is probably yeah, better, I think isn't you're it? you're doing yeah, the right yeah. thing there. Um, the reason for this podication is that after months of waiting, Lee has finally heard that he's successfully completed everything required to be a chartered accountant. We're so proud and pleased that his tireless efforts have been finally rewarded. It's been a bit of a whirlwind year as we were blessed with safer with the safer arrival of our son and then figuring out how life works. 
I wouldn't have wanted to figure it out with anyone else. Isn't that a lovely that's, sentiment? That's very nice. However, I think Lee should take a moment to be immensely proud of what he's achieved and what better way than to celebrate a podication on the only podcast he listens to. Cheers, Emma. Oh, Liam, congratulations. Yeah, amazing, yeah. That's wonderful. You should become a show business accountant. Very lucrative. Well, because you're always ripping people off. Yeah, you can embezzle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take a penny from everyone's bank account. That, that works, I hear. <laughs> Say this with some experience, of course, because I was uh, a victim of a uh, of a, one of these bench show business accountants who went to prison. And do you know what? It was a terrible, very stressful period of my life. Mm. But um, the thing that made up for it is the Daily Mirror ran a story about accountant to the stars. <laughs> and my picture was in it. Oh, come on. I was described as a star. Made it all worthwhile. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was me. Mm. I think it might have, I could be wrong here, but I think it, Doctor Who might have been in it. Jodie um, Whittaker. Oh, yeah. Before she was Doctor Who. Okay. I might have to check that. I could be could be wrong. Right, right. Uh, but I think one of the other ones was Chris Marshall. Oh, from the, the BT ads. From, from the BT ads, yeah. uh, from Love Actually. Oh, yeah, our house. And from My Family. My Family, our house. Yeah, too. yeah. I always think that every time I'm watching Love Actually, I always watch it around this time of year. Mm. I mean, I know it's not very good, but it's really good, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. I always think that's the thing that links us. Mm. Can't remember who was, but somebody from the comic strip, I think, was was hit as well. Well, that's quite a claim to fame. Yeah, I might just have to Google it was Doctor Who, just to otherwise I'll, I'll feel bad about. Uh, I don't saying she was a victim of an account. Yeah, I think accountant. it's all right. It's not. Like so I don't need to Google no, it. Basically, fine. what you're saying is I can play, I can press stop on the tape, and then we can go home. <laughs> I mean, I am home. I live here, but you want to go home, right? I don't think you need to check. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you'd like a podication, email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.